she's 90 my tag Just letting it all hang out She's a bread house Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fitbit With me, Diruk Jai Singer And sitting opposite me is a man Who after 60 plus episodes of this podcast Has finally let me do the introduction at the top of the show Yes Ladies and gentlemen, it is Ben Lomas. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, Lomas, uh, it is because you let me do the start of the show, uh, which you have done for the last so many episodes, yeah. because you want to do the intro for our wonderful guest. Yes, our next guest. Uh, we've been very excited, uh, very excited to have him. Uh, we talked about it about a year ago to have him on, and now he's actually on. Uh, big fan. Uh, I've had the pleasure of working with this man. Uh, you probably know him from the great days of Fast Forward, Uncle Arthur, the panel, uh, Russell Coit. Uh, but my favourite, you probably know him from the Just Jeans commercials back in the days, <laughs> is the one and only Glenn Roberts. Oh, my God. It's like uh, therapy for let's work through those the, the, yeah. the dark years. Not so much dark, but, you know, it is surprising when you go back and look at what you've done and you go, that was another lifetime, but anyway, <laughs> is, is that really me? Just Jeans, so that was what, in the 80s? Uh, that would have been, yeah, that would have been in the 80s, and it was the very, very first thing I ever did on, on, on television. Oh, really? Very yeah, it's amazing. Because here's, I mean, let's just get this out of the way. You're a handsome man now. So I can't even imagine no, what kind uh, of a stunner you were uh, back I, I, then. I like this show. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> this treatment doesn't happen to all our guests. Everyone, usually it's like, why are you fat? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So because I, I remember seeing it for the first time like, years ago, I think they showed the footage on the panel. Hamish and Andy did it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it was very funny because you were very – how old are you in, in that commercial? Well, oh, God, going back now, that would have been – I would have been mid-20s, I think. Mid-20s? Yeah, I think so because I would have – yeah, I would have been 20 t- – I was I was teaching and I was just out of – yeah, so I would have been 24, 25. 20. I started stand-up when I was 24 and I reckon that was the year before I started stand-up. Yeah, because it's quite wow. funny because in the commercial and, – and I recommend have a look at it oh, – you're please. very energetic. You're very – you're very right. energetic. And what I like about it is you look at it, because I had to look at it again. Oh, You're damn. very... <laughs> Why are you putting up? This is going to happen to you one day. And I, if I live long enough, I'm going to do it to you. Well, the pet, whatever the pet uh, uh, yeah, commercial is. Uh, uh, you might not know this, but I am the face of the pet store, uh, pet stock. So, I didn't know that. Uh, so I've had a lot of feedback recently that I'll, it'll to, come back to haunt me. To be fair, Glenn, he's already got one of those versions because he used to be uh, did a couple of ads for Weight Watchers, and uh, there's a scene where he's walking with a shirt that supposedly after he has lost weight, yeah. and there's a hernia sticking out of his stomach <laughs> as he's doing it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's just this hernia. The size of a golf ball just sticking out of my shirt going, oh, he's a success story. Is he? It was a cast call for fat people, was it? Uh, no, I was actually, I'd lost the weight and then I did a comedy festival show about Weight Watchers and then oh. they made me an ambassador, but I'd stacked it all back on. So they can't fight him because of that? Yeah. I got fired for putting weight on. But seriously though, you're, you are a trim unit and you've been trim for oh, well, that uh, Well, I think it's hereditary though. I, I think that there's... Um, you come from a line of trim... Yeah, my brothers are, and uh, my dad was. My dad was one of those classic, uh, you know, tall, skinny, but had the big gut. Right. Yeah. So if I put it on, I'm gonna. I'm. What do they call it? Visceral fat. Yeah. 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 I. I will put it on there. Um. Um. This is kind of a long 
story. I don't know where we want to start. Yeah, let's, let's go. start there. Where do we start? Let's Up to you. What was the childhood like? Were you active? Like, did you play a lot of sports and stuff? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of sport and uh, yeah, quite active. Cricket, football, surfing um, was always pretty, pretty, um, but never like. Uh, Aimed on getting super fit, or never big part of going to gyms or anything like that, or watching my diet or anything like. Nowadays, people are so spot on with their right. But you say knowledge. surfing, but you you grew up in out in Essendon or Strathmore. Yeah, yeah. God, you're good. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do you know that? Yeah, well, I, I, we're I, friends I, with Dave O'Neill. Yeah, yeah, we're friends with Dave O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> Dave O'Neill knows. He's one of the people that knows more more about yeah. people than yeah, he's they know about him and Tony Martin. Yeah, nothing gets past them. Yeah, <laughs> thank Just, God they're out there. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Because if someone transgresses, you know, Tony or, or, or Dave will pick it. How up. often have you chatted with O'Neill and you mentioned someone's name? They're like, oh yeah, he went to that school. Yeah. <laughs> He give you a full bio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. He is the yeah. Wikipedia from the eighties. And Tony Martin is a full bio in terms of if you're correct. Oh, yes, it's yes. amazing. He's the IMDb. Don't worker. argue with him. He'll he'll tell you exactly what you've done. And yeah, and he's probably got a VHS tape somewhere with that yeah. actual footage on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And how honoured I am when he does know about me. I get quite <laughs> thrilled when. <laughs> Has he spoken to you about you? Has he? Uh, uh, well, it, it's so funny because I, uh, through my years of comedy, I, I think Tony and Mick Malloy were like probably the last people I met throughout the years. Big and ones to meet. Uh, big ones to meet. And uh, and I made a bit of an idiot in, in front of uh, Mick Malloy when I first met him. Tried I'll, too hard, did you? Oh, so painful. Like big puppy dog. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was the worst because we did a gig with uh, with friends of ours, Adam Rosenbachs, mm. and I was like. Oh, this is the first time I've been Mick Malloy. I'm on the same bill as him. Mm. And we get in the car and we're driving off somewhere and I tried to be funny, yeah, like painfully, like I was just trying to uh. riff on everything. And then when we get there, <laughs> Mick gets out and then Anna Roseback turns to me and goes, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh. So when, when I had a chance to meet Tony, um, we had something coming. It was very late. It was, mm. it was you know, only four or five years ago. Mm. And he goes, uh, I said, oh, hi, I'm Ben. And he goes, oh, no, you were on Open Slather. <laughs> And then he just wanted to talk about sketch comedy. Oh, yeah, well, right. that's good. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah. well, if you if you've done, done sketch comedy, you've been in the trenches. You know the yeah. You've been through it all. So therefore, you you're linked. Yeah, and and that's and that's a big part of you because you've done a lot of sketch comedy. Yeah. So, yeah. And like I'm just thinking, fast forward was probably comedy company started with. Yeah, comedy oh, company. It was a show back in the eighties called. Oh, this is really embarrassing. This is where we need time. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, he doesn't even have a mobile phone to call him. I'll, I'll message him on Twitter and ask. This is really embarrassing. This is <laughs> when was the start of dementia for Glenn? Oh, he was on a podcast. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It was a Friday night show on Channel Seven, and that, the, the core of that went on to be the comedy company. But we did right. the we did the the pilot for the comedy company and went, oh, well, that's not very good. I remember um, talking about it afterwards, going, "That's pretty crap," and they took it. Yeah, yeah. wow. And it went went to Thursday nights, and then it went to Thursday nights, and then it went to Sunday nights, and that was the big move, which put it in on to Main Street, and it was, took over from Dolly Parton. What? <laughs> Don't think it's a dolly. Part. He's really having dementia. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I wish we had cameras in here because it looks like he's about to have a stroke. <laughs> well, I came over thinking, um, uh, uh, what are we going to talk about? I wasn't yeah. sure. Is it just about weight or is it about career? So I should have gone. Through no, 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 no. We yeah. we we talk about more, most things here, really. But in we're going back to what you were talking about him in terms of 
being active as a kid. So you're right. Like back yeah. then, people yeah. were just doing it because it was fun, not like yeah. now where there was a consciousness around. Yes. Yeah. So something yeah. like diet in particular would have been interesting back then because, you know, we're still learning as to what foods are good and what's not. What was that like with your folks? Were they well, very it's conscious a classic, about it? Yeah, no, not really. I mean, it was the classic meat and two veg. Yeah. It yep. was the, you know, the white bread sandwich for lunch and, you know, a box of acrylamides for, you know, um, acrylamides, you know what they are? No, no. I've got no uh, idea. I was about to ask. I think acrylamides are what, when you make cereal, that's what you have. Um, uh, when they cook it so hot, it gets this acrylamide. Like porridge? No, mm-hmm. when it's cooked before it. Oh, shit, I'm sailing into waters. <laughs> take, a le- take a left down a road that you don't know what you're doing. Is acrylamide <laughs> a type of bank account you get from Commonwealth Bank? Acrylamide sounds like a drug you bought in the 80s. <laughs> acrylamide what happens to cereal when they cook it at a high temperature. Uh, okay. okay. It's not good for you. No. Ah, okay, <laughs> so you, right, right, you cook right. it so hot that there's no nutrients yeah. left. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, and, and things like grog, what was that like? Oh, big. Yeah. Big. My dad, you know, big with the red wine every night and, you know. Oh, red wine because I thought it'd be the booze. No, dad was a – yeah, we would – dad would get drunk and then – not drunk as in abusive. (coughs) Yeah, a problem. He he would fall asleep in the chair and we would connect bits of um, fishing wire to the light pieces of furniture. (laughs) Oh, what? (laughs) And then gently wake him. I'll just rouse him a little bit and then pull the furniture towards him. (laughs) And he'd go, what the fuck? And, oh. look, and then it would all stop and he'd go back to sleep and then it would move a bit more. It's like, what the fuck? Just, it was, it was that is great. Who came up with that? I don't know. <laughs> that is genius. Yeah, fantastic. How many in your family as the siblings were? Two older brothers, yeah. Oh, okay. So you're the youngest. Yeah. Right, and, right, right. And are they, have they stayed fit and healthy like yourself? Well, my well, I'm I'm the guy who does Pilates, and I have got one brother who's a marathon runner, and the other one who's a black belt in in martial arts. My God, both are in their sixties. But so you're the weak one somehow. <laughs> Even yeah. though you're like in good nick, somehow still they manage to black belt in martial arts. Yeah, he got that when he was over fifty. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Now I, I heard, uh, and my mother is ninety six, still alive, about to what? turn ninety seven. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so that is good, James. Now here's the point: is that you, you go through your diet, you, you you look at everything, and you go, well, if I want to live to ninety six, what do I do? And her diet hasn't been incredible. Mm. Her exercise hasn't been that incredible. Obviously, she's got good genes. She eats porridge for breakfast, has eats a lot of vegetables and has a normal meal at night but has scotch every day, and what, as in a one scotch, not a heavy drinker, yeah. didn't smoke. Can mm. I ask what's her stress levels like? High. Really? Because yeah. I was so sure you were going to say, oh, she leaves a stress-free life. She's an emotional person who is prone to, you know, like 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 it's an epidemic. Yeah. Well, she Back then it was under the surface, now it's... Yes, out, out there. Yep. and we're all going. Hey, I've got a bit of that going on, mm. yep. and um, <laughs> she's, you know, she shows she's indicative of, of of that. So, in other words, you see it unfolding in front of you, so you can have, you can have those conversations with her in terms of that. Yeah. So you actually learn from from. from yeah. Not that she's a bad person, but it, but but it's overt as far as what. She's going through. Right, right. Because when you're 96, you don't hold back. You just go, blah. Yeah. yeah. You can see things in terms of her ego. You can see things in terms of her heart. You can see things in terms of you – can, you can learn not to react, take it personally and learn not to react to it. Uh, how, and this, how's and the ticker? Like how's that – sorry, the, the uh, brain. Yeah, well, for a 96-year-old, pretty good. Pretty I'd good, give right. her a, I'd give her, a, you know, a, an 8 out of 10. Yeah. And is she, does she live in a, in a nursing home? Does she live in a – In a nursing home, Yeah. yeah. 
and that's that is tough, but the benefits. Uh, and you know, there's been a lot of publicity about nursing homes and so forth. She, I think she's in, she's down the coast in Victoria. Yeah, that's the same. Uh, that's the where public- my grandmother was down near Mornington. Uh, it, down in Anglesey. Oh, Anglesey. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. And, it's a, and it, she's got a room that overlooks. Um, it's, it's like out of a novel. It's like a, she's got a room overlooking bushland. Uh, kangaroos go past. Cockatoos land on the fence. Um, kids walk past and wave. She's got, getting to know people who, and they come into the room. Just we put a sign on a window. Mm. What you know? Wave. I'm friendly. And people. It's a sign. <laughs> yeah, wow. it's, it's fantastic. I uh, was guest hosting on ABC a couple of months ago, and um, there was a topic about an increase in sexually transmitted diseases in nursing homes. <laughs> Why because, are you bringing this up with Because <laughs> I wanted to know <laughs> how's your mum's dating life going? Well, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense yeah. now. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the truth is apparently because this, that particular generation, A, wasn't taught, they weren't talked about, uh, you know, uh, being careful with sex when they were single You're back right. then. And then they got married and they were happily married for years. And yeah. all of a sudden they're single again and they're just being rooting without protection. You're, you're kind of like in a hostel, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like it's a, a ski lodge. It's a ski, <laughs> <laughs> it's a ski lodge. Yeah. Without the snow. and the, It's what you do. Yeah. You've you got your room, but you, you don't necessarily go back to Well, I'm, I'm not condoning what you're saying. <laughs> no, 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 of course, of course. No, 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 no. But it is that thing of just like the knowledge around it, it, it skipped that generation. It's only like our generations that have started to accept and start talking openly about sex because it's always hush hush back yeah, then, you know. Yeah. But, but also, like, like because my mother, it was the same thing. She was down at the morning, uh, grandmother, down at the morning peninsula, had a beautiful view of the bay. Like it was mm. absolutely stunning. Yeah. Something out of like a five star hotel, perfect to route to. <laughs> but even there, when but she had to deal with that whole thing. Is like once you go to a place, it's you know it's a real shift. You're, you're with people you don't know. You make mm. friends. But even mm. then, my grandmother struggled having people give her her meals. She said, you know, just being. You know, yeah. laid it on hand and foot. It was just like, you know, she did that for her whole family. Yep. And now she's getting told, oh, you know, here's your lovely meal and what would you like for dessert? Like she was one of the lucky ones where, you know, yeah, she's in a you, nice place. You dream of having that life where it's all done for you, but in actual fact you lose power. And when yep. you lose power, you lose confidence. So yep. you then, because you can't get power through what you create with food or whatever happens about the right. house, you look for other reasons to have power. Yep. So then you start to to get upset about, that person over there, or or because um, it's a form of an identity crisis. In that's history. right. Yeah, you yep. you just become one of them as opposed to someone who has a voice and has an opinion. Right. Um, so they so you have to acknowledge that, and so that still empower them with a sense of knowledge and ask for their advice on things. Yeah. Right. And by taking their advice, which is good advice usually, um, they feel empowered again without realizing that they that's what that's what they're what they're losing. And, and do you know Dylan, what the most common one of the most common fights is between uh residents at a nursing home is uh is arguments over board games. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. Again, because you want to be right and yeah. you want yeah, uh, how dare you because I'm I've got nowhere else to sort of exercise yeah. authority. You think that's a word? You think you deserve that triple yeah. word yeah. score? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Step aside. Yeah. yeah. There I just got back from Sri Lanka uh, about a week ago and my brother did something really interesting. He uh sat down with my mom and dad and me and asked them about their story of when they met up. No, like yeah. and just it mm. we it it was incredible. It was like yeah. from the time mum first noticed dad. Yeah. It took two and a half hours. By the time two and a half hours in, my, my in the story, my brother and I weren't born yet like it was yeah, yeah. so much to learn yeah. like, it was such a fascinating exercise that i encourage any listeners to yeah. do if you get the opportunity to sit with your parents just ask them about stories from their yeah, life yeah i read something the other day interview them 
Yes. Though you, yeah. Like you're doing a talk show. Yeah. And go, take me through, unpack that for me, tell me all about that. And it becomes an exercise, incredible exercise for them and an exercise of the heart for, 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 for you. Yeah. And you, it's great. And you forget to do that because you, you, you tend to talk about the things right in front of you, you yeah. know, the weather or the fact you about know. yourself. Usually it's like you're yeah. so used to them being the one that, you know, asks you about you. Yeah. You never reverse yeah. that chat. Yeah. And yeah. I assume when you go visit your mum, you'll get a bit of surfing in between. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. My, the, the day is good because day, I, day, I go down and I swim with my brother because he's doing a, a cold water therapy thing where he, he died. We both are doing this thing where we both get in the water every day. Tell us about that. Yeah. Well, you know about the um, Wim Hof thing, don't you? New. New. Uh, well, Wim Hof, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Remember where he said ask for someone's advice and make them feel yeah. valuable? <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> is one. <laughs> He's the guy. You've seen him on TV. He's the guy that gets into the water in in, uh, in Antarctica and swims. Okay. Oh, I, this does ring a bell. It was on Sunday night the other night, the Sunday night TV show the other night. And, and he does a breathing thing where you can get into cold water and he can- And you can get used to it quite quickly. Yeah. So it's, it's confronting- I've heard of the Wim Hof method w- Wim Hof. Maybe? It's, yeah, a, br- yeah, it's yeah. a breathing technique where you- Overcome, like like with yoga or any sort of breathing technique, you get you you get past your panic, the body going yes, into shock yes, mode. Yes, yeah. yes. So you you, you str- anyway. So, and that's the ultimate confrontation. Is it, not ultimate. Ultimate would be to be confronting a, a, bike, a killer whale, a, a killer whale, or, <laughs> a, a bikey gang on a Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. um, so go to go because you stand there at, and it's three degrees and the water's mm, pretty cold. Uh, to get in and you know it's going to be painful and you know it's going to be cold and you do it and it's the best you feel all day. It's fantastic. So we get he does that. His thing is to get through the whole winter every day. So great psychologically. Fantastic. Yep. So where are you there doing? A, it's like a reset button. It's kind of like, you know, when your, 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 your computer starts to fuck up, you hit factory settings. Right. And you go, fuck all this, get all results, and you just go back to what oh. you – so if you're feeling a bit hyper, it'll bring you down. If you're feeling a bit flat, it'll bring you up. Right. I mean, it's, it's an evening out. Yeah, it's a, like it's an evening out. It's sort of like there's, it's, there's nothing left but a form of survival. So you just go, this is where I, this is where I am. Oh, I like this. And yeah. what time of the morning? I, I do it every morning at about 7. Wow. And so with your brother. I I only do it in the pool because swimming in Port Phillip Bay is not healthy. Um, And your brother uh, joins you for this? No. When we get together, when I go down there, we go and do it together. But he does it down at Anglesey, which is right, perfection right. because yeah, he, the was... sun is rising, rising out oh, of the Oh, wow, because I was going to say, because that seems to be another added bonus. One of the things that we're noticing with the people that we talk to, all the the health positive things that seem to stick are the ones that are the health side is the byproduct. So it's almost like catching up with your brother. That's a nice reason in itself. Perfect. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, yeah. It's like the motivation is to meet a mate to go yes. for a run rather than the run itself. Like, it's absolutely. Totally. Because like totally. time stretch now with family and stuff. Yep, yep. Like I've, and I wanted to bring this up as well, but it's that same thing where it's like now I've, I've got back into golf and the reason why I've got back into it is because I get to spend more time with my friends. Yeah, that's right. The golf, golf is a, a stick and a ball on a hole in the ground. Let's yeah. get serious. Yeah. And people play golf going, I hit the ball in the hole less hits than you hit it. 
I'm better than you, okay? Today you are. But the point being is that you've actually gone on a walk. So effectively it's hunting. Yeah. You're going out and hunting together. <laughs> oh. You're going out and you, you're doing stuff together and you're confronting the weather and you're walking up hills and and I'm not overanalyzing it. Trust me. I, 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 play, with the, I play golf with a psychiatrist. Oh. It's fantastic. So you, are you getting free chats without them noticing? Absolutely. <laughs> like just, just before you're about to take a part, just like – Tell us about your feelings. <laughs> well, it's it's true because it, and, and you can see in him because he you're going well. You must be able to play golf really well because you've got it all that shit worked out. And you right. realise psychiatrists don't have their shit worked out. No, right? No, no. they have their own psychs themselves, oh, yeah. don't they? Yeah. yeah, they have their own issues. Yeah, and not that. I mean, he's fantastic, my my, my golf buddy. Um, but that's like saying to a comedian, "Oh, you probably don't need to watch comedy. You're funny enough." Yeah, yourself. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. It's about community, about sharing, about which comes to the point that I find very interesting. I don't know whether we're going to get to that. My current situation, re what I'm doing with my own health, health and my own weight. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So I I um, came sort of a period in my career where I was working quite hard. I was doing. I don't want to. You know. I was doing a few shows. Yeah. I was doing Kathy Kim on the panel, and I was doing Russell Coit. And often, though, I would be doing three shows at the same time. I was working very hard, mm-hmm. so I was very much caught up in work um, mode. Work mode, achieving, getting things done, um, the the making money, uh, being good for an audience, and being good for the production company I worked for. Um, and you kind of put everything else in your own life on the not on the back burner, mm. but in that striving. You, you you're achieving, you're climbing up, and then you sort of reach that point, and then not that it goes away, but but you kind of go you know, like a lot of people they get to the point where they can retire, right? And they emotions start to come up, yep, because you've been you've been pushing it down, yeah. Not even addressing. if you're not consciously pushing it down, you you don't have time to address it, yeah, because you, you're not prioritizing it. You're dealing with what's immediately like I need to learn these lines for this scene, yeah. So I don't have time to deal with this thing that's bothering yeah. me. Yeah, and the last I'm couple of I'm months. doing good because I achieved that, and I'm doing good because I'm making good money, and we got good ratings, and people said I was good, and I'm mixing with those people, and I get invited to the logies and sit next to Dilrock. Yeah, yeah. Um, what a privilege. Yeah, like what a- that was what everyone was building to. At the yeah, and Kim is. Like one day I get yeah. to sit next to it. Um, <laughs> but then I found where not that I the phone wasn't ringing, but there wasn't it wasn't ringing as much. So I was spending a lot of time alone, and you you do go through a hard time because you go, right. I don't need to do that. No disrespect, sure for, to the for the money because you get to a point where you go, okay, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm now. comfortable. Yep. Yeah, and I yep. want to work, but I also don't want to work on things that I don't want to work on, or with people that I don't really. You know, inspired yeah. by, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to, I want to continue to take risks. Uh, anyway, that's and, but that's the dream, isn't it? Yeah, you want yeah. to get to the point where you are in a position where money isn't the motivator to choosing a project, exactly. Um, yeah. And no disrespect to people who do do that; that's yeah, uh, each yeah. their own. But to, it's a nice position to be in initially to go. Okay, I can now get to pick the projects that make me excited about doing the work, rather than what the work's exactly. going to put in the bank balance. Exactly. Yep. I mean, obviously, you know, there are periods where you you do have to do a little bit of that. You hope something good if you take a risk some good might come out of it yep. but you're right you want to continue to take risks and 
So it's a, it's a balanced thing. So right. anyway, um, I was having periods where I was sitting alone at home going, and you feel a bit flat. And just before you get to that yeah. period, when you were working like all those three shows and stuff, mm. so you're married at this point? I've been in a relationship for a long time. We're not married, but we're okay. in a, a, a de facto relationship, and we, we have a stepdaughter, and it's, I'm, very, I'm very happy. Obviously, like any relationship. It's so how, but how, how, how long? long? Oh, 20... We met, that would be 21 years. 21 years. So yeah, during yeah. that time, how That's did amazing. you find your family life? Uh, did you find that you were not, not, not uh, neglect sounds like a harsh word, but were there things at home that you weren't, like being present for because I think that's so- a very good point. I think I think you not that you get totally caught in your ego, but there's a you certainly feed a side of yourself, which is a sense of achievement. But on maybe it's not who what you true who you truly are. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But there is that that sense of like where you go, you know how difficult it is to. You know, being in the industry for you, you know mm. that it's hard to get one TV show going that yeah. is successful, let mm. alone having three in a row that's, you know, kicking goals. Yeah. And you know the effort that goes into it. Mm. So it's hard not to feel like, oh, good on you, Glenn. Yeah, you know what that's I mean? right. You get caught in your own. And then you come home and it's almost like you feel there's a sense of going, do they know how good I am? <laughs> like, like why, are they, why are they telling me to do that? Yeah, they know what, who, know the day I've had? <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 they'll tell you the truth. Yes, and, because and, they don't care about working yeah, with Tom Glyde. Yeah, and that, that's a blessing. It, it's also hard uh, because – and sometimes they have their shit going on. Yeah. So it's a, it's a balancing act and, and learning to – not take yourself so seriously. And, and not, not be taking, dismissive of their Yes. Issue. Right. And be- also not taking them, I'm going to not say serious, taking them seriously, but a lot of the time I'm not taking it so personally because a lot of the time the pain that's coming out of them is, is about their own, is their own thing to understand right. it for what it is. Right. And that's where you can get caught. You can go, hang on, hang on, uh, uh, you're having a go at me here. And, and w- when you really unpack it, as mm. they say, you get to the interesting stuff. But, I mean, we're sort of skipping over the top of what's quite Quite deep and quite powerful. Um, so is that what you is that what you yeah yeah, yeah yeah so, so, yeah, so you go from having that yeah. hectic period and then all of a sudden now your the phone isn't going yeah. up as much and now you're sitting with yourself you're sitting with yourself but, right. and also your family because you you've got to also realize you are away from your family so you, you you are so busy doing the work that when it does stop yeah the phone stops ringing but then also there's that time to reconnect or find that balance with your family that's right you do that and that's a good thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. just but that takes time to go back into that into that headspace yeah and to work it out. So therefore, you, yeah, you 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 get to a point of understanding. But you're right in that you, it's not that you become depressed, but you become a bit a little lost. Yes, and because for a while you've been telling yourself this is these projects this, are that, the things that give you value and make def- you feel good about yourself. Yeah, yeah, and if those projects aren't happening, then maybe I'm not succeeding. I'm not yeah. feeling good. So then, with some people, it can come up in anger or in judgment or in in breakdown of relationships or in breakdowns with them in themselves because right. that demon, if you like, that unfed part of you, will actually feed off yourself. Yep, and right. it will turn on yourself, and um, so that's when. That's when people medicate yeah. with the booze, yeah, with the booze, with the alcohol, with the, and it's completely understandable. Um, and it, it and it's a it's a matter of sitting with that and letting that, and that's the hard part to go. I'll open this up, and I'll, but I'll and I'll sit with it. Um, and especially for someone like you, who's very much one of probably the most recognised people in comedy, that if you do have that slow spell, that you'll people recognise you on the street all the time. They're like, "What are you up to?" Yeah, yeah, and I, yes, you kind of want to make them feel good by going, oh, "I'm doing this or I'm doing," that. and I have to say, well, "I don't do much. I do a bit of radio on a podcast that I love, and um, I'm 
but right. not, and then you can see a little, slight look of disappointment on the on their face. <laughs> well, because you, you, they'd expect you to go, oh, yeah, got yeah, this yeah. big project. Yeah, but I don't feel bad about. I'm that. sitting yep. at the logies next to Dilrook. Like, <laughs> you know. But but tell so how long did you sit with it, and how have you? What do you? What did you find in terms of strategies to navigate out of the funk of it? Like not almost not ignoring it. You said you sat with it and acknowledged it. Yeah, yeah. But you obviously don't want to wallow in it either. That's a good point. So, I mean, again, I'm sure this has come up before, but there's a there's a there's a sense of mindfulness and being aware of and using meditation to actually exercise what is going on and sitting with those emotions and sitting with what's happening in your mind, because that's the hard part. Because mm. when it gets, overpowers you, it can like a, a wave; it can overtake you. But if you sit with it. And you can go, well, it's just a thought and it's just emotion. I'm just going to sit with that. Right. So I do some meditation and I do. What kind of meditation do you do? I do, well, uh, it's really just a, not a, it's just a simple, I use breathing technique. Yeah. Right. The same. Yeah. 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 And. um, So you just focus on inhaling, exhaling and just like being present about one thing. Yeah. Sitting, Yeah. yeah, and trying to, and then being aware and noting and, Trying to sit behind the waterfall instead of sitting under the waterfall, you know, the monkey mind observing what the, that it's doing. Say that. What does that mean? The sitting behind the waterfall and well, sort of like again, I'm delving into areas that. But I'm, the monkey I'm not mind's qualified. a really good. No, no, but 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 in terms of what yeah, the, and I know what you know. Like there can probably explain it better. But the the monkey mind is what we all live with. Yeah, as in you're walking down the street and you go. Judgment for that guy who cut me off. Or that person who have eaten too many ice creams, they're fat. Judgment on the world, on yourself, whinging, wanting to be right. It's the reactionary. It's yeah, and it jumps around. Yeah. It jumps around. So you can you can think of three things at the same time. You yes. Know, you're yeah. jumping yes. all over the place. To no avail and to no point a lot of the time. Yeah. And so in other words, if you can kind of sit back and observe that. Um, and I, th- I heard a comment the other day that I thought was really good, which was, the part of you that knows you are angry, depressed, judgmental, isn't. Right. Yeah. It's the observer. Yeah. Be the witness. Yes. Don't be the victim. Which, right. which they sometimes say with the monkey brain. The monkey brain can't do that. But when your subconscious is in tune with the monkey brain and is, is observing that, when they do become one, that's when you become most aware. That's what yeah. a lot of right. people say, that it's the two coming together that the monkey brain is then calmed down and then that's when you can see behind yeah. the waterfall. And the, and the, the point of it is it, it, the hardest thing to do is to let go. Because what we try to do is we try to think our way out of it. Mm. We try to go, if I think really hard about this or that or uh, you're making your lists of why people are, are shit ass and why you hate this and why they've got work and why you're, you're too fat or you're, too, you're not very good at mm. what you do, is, is just building up that side of you, empowering your ego. And um, so if you can – I said to some friends of mine, can, you know that dialogue in your head? Imagine you're sitting in a cinema and you can see that dialogue – and you can you see the dialogue on the screen. They go, yeah, I can see the vo- what my yeah. voice is saying. Okay, and and you're sitting there quietly. Who is that person watching? Right. So you are not who you are on the yeah. screen. No. Yeah. You're just you like, are. do I want to buy those jeans? You, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you are. You are not the ang- You're not the anger. You're not the frustration. You're not the insecure. You're just the observer. Yes. You're just watching what's yeah. happening. Yeah. And th- there's no doubt that we enjoy the power that we get from being up on, being in the middle of our own voice and being in the middle of I'm great because or I'm right because or, or she's stupid because, uh, because it's kind of delicious. It's kind of making you feel worthy. Mm. 
It's like a temporary. It's a temporary satisfaction. Yes, a temporary. To the point where we've made a career out of it. That's what we do. Exactly right. Like that's on steroids. Like people do that on a daily day basis. Are you right? Are you wrong? Yeah. Um, Am I winning at this? So therefore, when you do something and you do it well, and people say, "Hey, you're great. I want you on my show." That part of your psyche goes, "Don't you ever stop believing me," because. You will fuck up if you don't believe me. So you get caught in your own yep. ego. Right. So your ego then goes, well, you know, shut up to all this fucking other stuff. Just you do this and make sure you're really funny because let's be honest, when I'm in charge, you are really funny. Right. Yep. Right. So and, let but me, what your ego the- doesn't get is that you're really funny when you actually do the opposite of that and when you really let go. Yep. Right. And that's when you get that's when you get into the artistic, soulful side of yourself. But it's hard because you go, Well, I think I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And but I'm not saying you don't, but it's it's a balance between the Correct. two. Correct. You, you've got to give it some time to shine, but it, it shouldn't take over all the time. So yeah. one yeah. of the things I struggled with and I'm trying to work on a lot is this idea on identity because, say, for the first five years of comedy, it was all of so many fat jokes that I was doing. Yeah. And because it was all of a sudden this way for me to process something that I was feeling uncomfortable about, yeah. calling myself a fat piece of shit on stage was getting laughs. Yeah. So all of a sudden it's a reward system. Now yep. I'm getting laughs. I'm paying for rent with it. Yeah. Then I went, no, what is the end game here? Am I yep. just going to have to permanently? Right. Be that. So right. then I had to take the fat jokes out. And th- two years, three years later is when the fat started coming off because psychologically I had started to let go this idea that I am the fat piece of shit or whatever. But even when it comes to comedy, I had put so much value because for me, my rock stars were all comedians. The mere fact that I even get to do five minutes was unbelievable to yeah. me. Yeah. But I put so much value into the idea of being funny that as soon as someone doesn't laugh, if I'm bombing, it hurts a lot. It gets through all your defenses. So it's like because yeah, all yeah. of a sudden my sense of value is being linked to this one yep. thing. Something outside of yourself. But it is mm. that, as you say, it's not a bad thing all the time. Like it, it, it serviced me well. It's got me to this point. This need to want to be funny has helped me. But by making it my only thing, it's setting me up for failure at some way. Exactly. You find, and you don't want to seem like you've got it all worked out, but you find some comedians go through a journey where they, um, they observe, they attack, they attack the world around them, uh, and like yourself, you're you were different. You were kind of attacking yourself and yeah. putting yourself down, right. in terms and laughing at that. So you were empowered by that. But sometimes comedians go through this thing where they go. They truly don't believe that they're powerful, uh, funny. Yes. So they gain comedic power through uh, comedic observation or putting down People or attacking. Down. Yeah. And I, re- I reckon yeah. I went through a phase of that until yeah. I had children. Right. Because then children just created that whole new perspective on life that I didn't know and it made me look at myself in such a different manner. Because I used great. to same thing, put yourself down, uh, self-deprecating, yep. look at me in this stupid dickhead situation when really the lens now is actually, no, this is my life. I actually find it extremely funny. And by the way, I've got two other eyes that are looking at the same thing at the same time yeah. right. and I can use that as yeah. a reflection. Because yeah. I realise, you know, the ego is so fragile up there for so many comedians, but once you can put that aside and let it go, which you, is- Yeah, it's good. yeah I think it's good cool when you find your voice. When you yeah. go, if I talk about this, is it okay? And then people go, yeah, hey, now you're being interesting. Yeah. Right. But if you, but uh, uh, it's that thing of people can get a lot of success and they go further and further up the ladder- of being of, of attacking what's around them and getting reward and money and fame and there's no way the ego wants to let go of that. It goes, don't you dare show who you truly are yep. because right. deep down you're not funny. Yeah. Right. But so it's an you, imposter syndrome almost. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So then when you then when you actually do let go a little bit, 
and you say something and you go, because I've had people say to me, I want to hear more about that, that stuff. And you go, shit, is that okay? That I, 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 I can be like this, but I really want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then you go, is this a bit fucked up that I talk about this? And that's that's the the journey and the fear of it. And then and when an, an audience actually knows when you – an audience is – the genius in the room at yeah. the time, the collective consciousness. They are the and they know they and they participate. So there's two, sort of two sort of, sorts of audiences. There's the audience that sort of plays along, that becomes an audience, and goes, "I know who you are. You're a comedian I like, and I know I want to go on the journey that I've been on with you before. So let's just do that. Let's do the hits. And yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. No, yeah. no, there's it, nothing wrong with that. But when you see the comedian who is truly vulnerable and going through talking about the weird shit and it's not all working, then you go, oh, fuck. That's what I get so angry about when I see shows that fail. People just set up with a gun going, failed because, failed because, failed because. And and you go, no, 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 they took a risk and mm. they went somewhere that, that – yep. I'd be on the panel and I'd be sitting next to Rob Sitch and I'd do a joke and i go – and it would, wouldn't work and i go, what was, what was I thinking there? And Rob would say to me, it's okay, you were coming from the right place. Yeah. And it's about coming from a point of vulnerability and it's not that you messed it up, but that but that 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 truthfulness because I would that was me going on a show with with a lot of people who are Big, very heavy smart, hitters, yeah. heavy hitters, and here's me, a drama teacher on the end going, I don't belong here. Right. So you go through this 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 crisis of going, well, how do I do this? And then I went, but hang on, maybe my opinion represents some of the opinions that are out there and maybe the little things that I think about are valid. Maybe they're not may, may not be highly intellectual. And then be, be talking. You do a segment, and then you, and you do a joke, and you go to commercial break. Sorry, and Rob would say, and I would, and Rob would say to me, well, "That was great. Where did that come from?" And I would go, "I don't know yeah. where that came from." <laughs> but yeah, you're being yeah. authentic to yourself, yes, yeah. and yes. you're just sort of tapping into something that's yeah. just pure. Yeah, and also you just, just like you let go. So you let you go let of that go, moment. And that's the fear of letting go is yeah. what might come up. Yeah. Do you uh, feel like for you you have you have more fear around something like that because the audience knows you as so many big character-based situations, which, you know, like there's there's versions of you within each character, but there was, yes. always, you know what I mean, yeah, Nickel yeah. or whatever. And But now all of a sudden on the panel, it's Glenn Robbins, the man. Well, that was the, that Doing the pilot for that show was the most nervous I was I've ever been. I can really? imagine because you've always been behind the character. Yeah, always been behind the character and so therefore could always say what I wanted to say in terms of something else. And right. Something yeah. else. Right. Whereas me saying it, if it's not – because if, if the character does something and it's not funny, the character's not funny. Yeah. But if I say something that's dumb or not funny, oh, my God. Right. I've but been found again, out. Again, this but, is the identity thing, isn't yeah, it? This, and yeah. this is where, like, especially at the start of your career, like, and, you know, when I was growing up, Dill, is just Uncle Arthur was the staple of Australia. Like, the, the, you could you could watch the whole sketch show, but everyone was waiting to see Uncle Arthur. Oh, that's very kind. And, and it was amazing, though, because, like, it, my my mum, who is Dutch, who does not care for Australian television, <laughs> the only thing she would watch is – there were two things. There was uh, the panel that she yeah. would watch uh, because Kate Lambrook asked the same questions she would ask. Oh, uh, yeah. 
yeah. Kate was the epitomised that. Yeah, it yep, was just yep, ama- yeah, like, it was yeah. amazing. Like, mum yeah, yeah. really had a connection with it. And the other one was like, we'd sit around with Uncle Arthur. And the reason mm. why I think it resonated for so many people is because you, ger- you generated the character that every- all Australia could relate to. Yeah. And this is what, and both my parents are physios. Mum's a Feldenkrais practitioner. Right. And the thing she loved about it as well is in that sketch, she forgot who you were. You were just Uncle Arthur. You were hilarious. But also, she was marvelling at your physicality because she mm. was like, look, I treat old people on a daily basis, mm. but there's a man who's not old but has convinced me that his actions mm. is an old person. Mm. So I remember then seeing your career then go for the next – it was like you can – your physicality and how healthy you are, you could hide behind the character, but it was just such a combination of getting lost in the character but also the physicality. Yes, yeah. And that's why I was always thinking about like how do you – like like then going to the panel, you would have had to let all that go because you're not being physical. You're just behind a desk. That's the scary part. Really, really scary. And I remember sitting there going, I I, I don't belong. They said to me, Rob Rob said to me, we've got this idea for a show, which is um, where – because he said, you know when you go on a telethon and you you, you read out the donations but you have a chat in between? I go, yeah. He goes, I reckon we should make a show out of that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I went – well, that's a good idea. <laughs> and then he said, do you want to do it? And I went, well, hang on, well, well, time out here. I don't know whether I'm uh, – it took a lot of meetings before I was – and what I did was I let go of my judgment of myself and I trusted their judgment of me. And that's been my relationship with them and with a lot of people yeah. is you go, I can't see that in me. But maybe you can see something in me, and they've so, had a good track record. Well, so you it, go, they yeah, must know what they're talking. They must about. see something, and yeah. then they, and then you can argue the point to the point of indulgence where you go, oh no, I can't, no, I can't. And then you go, okay, look, and then you you let go, and you go, okay, I might fuck up with this, but anyway, I'm going to let go, and you do, and it's okay. It's so it's fu- okay. It's so funny you say this, Glenn, and I've been wanting to share this for you ages. Is when uh, we were on the show uh, Open Slather, it was a two day audition process, and we had to do all these sketches, right? And Glenn was in the background observing, seeing who did what, how they did what. And I remember, like, I, you know, I'm not a trained actor, I'm a, you know, I'm a comedian, and I was getting it, and I was finding it a bit frustrating, like, frustrating. And as soon as I let go, and I don't know if you remember this, we did this sketch where it was like, you know, it didn't work and it was a bit clunky and people were trying to be too funny. And then right at the end of the day, I just did a callback and I just went, uh, I'm Banksy, right? It was a callback to a last sketch. And then I remember you throwing your hands up in the air, just going, there it is. You just let go right. and you found the funny. Yeah. That's what we want. And yeah. I remember that so vividly because oh, I spent good. the whole day trying to go, I was trying to trying to compete with, you know, yeah, yeah. VCA actors. Like yeah, couldn't have yeah. a chance. Yeah. Soon as I let go and it was, yeah, you seeing that and throwing your hands going, there it is. Yeah. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. But it was just in a sea of egos, it's sometimes so hard. So oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so hard. I mean, like with what you guys go through and what you have with your careers, that ultimate vulnerability is that thing of when you first start out. I often say it's like people being in a in a in a cover band. You you, you become what you believe a version of yourself that you believe you should be, and then right. you just give a little bit of what you really believe, and the audience there for you. And right. then you go, yep. oh, okay. So my so you 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 stop trying to be what you believe you should be. You let go and you become who you are. Yeah. Right. You can jot that down if you like. <laughs>
because, because that is like the thing what you're saying about letting go for you in the panel is that something that that was obviously a big moment for you to big realize yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah. me Glenn Robbins can be yeah. you know let go and still find the funny yeah I did, mean they they built the jetty that I ran off the end and did a bomb sure. off the end right yeah. but but it, uh, it, it's the same as working with Dave Neil with you guys is a, is a it's trust it's yeah. a trust game yeah. so if I, if if I go somewhere um, I'm not doing it to point score. I'm going there because I think this is interesting. As yeah. a team, you're going yeah, together. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. And that's the trust yeah. thing that's coming together. Yeah. So so I know that you're doing it not in terms of your own game because you're going to get up and ring the bell. You're going, I'm really intrigued by – rather than going, I'm going to be really funny now. You go, I'm really intrigued by why they do this on television. Have a look at this guy. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you don't hang shit on it. You go, I really like that. I don't know why. I just do. Right. And, yeah. and you go, oh, I feel good. I feel good that I said that. I don't necessarily understand it. And then people go, I like it too. So you just you, you connect and through that, not, a non-understanding. And that's why because the, the audience, as you said, whether it's a TV or live audience, they can smell bullshit. Yep, and as soon as they know it's yep, not you, yep. did you but, find- Sorry, but on that, that, that point is that's why the podcasts has just become so successful because you're there working as a team. Because on that you know, television, there is still that high-pressure component. But now, which especially for comedians, you know, we all hang out, we all like each other, we're friends. But, you know, what was backstage conversations, now a lot of them have turned into podcasts. Right, yes, that's Because right. your ego's aside, yeah. you're talking about it, you're being so brutally honest yeah. that that's then translating across the podcast. Um, I think people would be fascinated to know that, like, even with, like, even for someone from afar, looking from afar, going, oh, Glenn Robbins, his career is fine, he doesn't have any issues to worry about. But just to even know that, even you have versions of that yes. is something that I think most people wouldn't think about going, oh, well, hang on, Glenn Robbins is worried about his phone not ringing enough. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah like, absolutely. And does he still have a landline? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do, actually. Came with the NBN. <laughs> The NBN, I'm going, I don't need the landline. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sense of letting go, do you now have it a little bit more? Like, again, are you is it something you still have to remind oh, yeah. yourself to do? Absolutely, yeah. So, that's yeah. when that. So, getting back to what we were talking about before, when you spend time alone, those things come up, and feeling valid is it you then you go, okay, what do I do now? Do I do some charity work, which is great, or do I do, join an art class, or do I do I what do I do? You know, what how, what do I do? Yeah, and, and my partner was going through a period where she wanted to lose weight. She said, there's a gym up the road um, for over 50s. And she said, I'm going to join it. I went, great. You know, I'm going, well, I do Pilates, I surf, I, mm, I, yeah. I, I don't need it. Don't need it. I'm fine. I'm doing fine. Yeah. And we, we – Or was it the plus 50s that put you off? Uh, it was more the gym reality. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was the reality of um, pulling weights and having someone unqualified pass judgment <laughs> on you. <laughs> You know, someone has done an eight-week course and going, "Who's twenty-two?" Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and going, um, you know, not liking what I'm seeing. Fucking hell! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was yeah. that week two of the eight-week course? Um, go hard or go home. Yeah. Well, I'm going home. Yeah, and uh, she said, "Look, I'll go, and if it's good, then then maybe you can come." And I went, "That's great. I'll join because then we can have something to do together." And. Um, I I went along and I was very dubious because I'm I've had bad experiences in gyms where people what we just talked about yeah and uh, and then I joined and and I met the owner who was going well, in his thirties ex trainer who's a young guy he's not an old guy yeah and he's likes working with older people who are kind of not got their shit together 
But just baby boomers who invested well, and I've got some. Yeah, money. and he also says that that that, that exactly. <laughs> he just wants a bit of the inheritance. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's How it. much is the yearly fee? Don't worry Don't about worry it. How's that place going? Yeah. <laughs> How's that place in Anglesey? Sign here and here and here. And, you know, <laughs> something about my will over yeah, here yeah. and my inheritance. Um, and as soon as you have a question, they bamboozle you. Are you on Instagram? No, no, yeah. no. Okay, I'll just sign. Yeah, just play your ego. Oh, you're looking strong today. Let's get them <laughs> pecs working. Anyway. Um, and then in joining, so, so, and I just found him really supportive and the environment is supportive. And my point being, I've joined a community now again. Uh, yep, so, right. so going from, not that I don't work and see, do th- things like this or, and um, work with working dog guys. Yeah. It gave me a thing every day to sort of go, and you start to, you feel good because you're achieving. Yes. And in my, in my, um, uh, not application, you fill out the form of what you've done and, you know, your diet and blah, 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 and any extra, extra activities. And I, and I explained that I do meditation as a, just as a, a thing yeah. that I enjoy doing. And he goes, oh, I do too. And then when I was after about a week or so, I said, look, if you ever want to do a class here where you take it and I'll help you out. Um, around meditation? Around meditation. Wow. Well, you, you run the class. Yeah, well, I'm not qualified, and I'm yeah. probably there are probably meditation teachers out there who are going, "How dare you!" Oh, look at Glenn, get yeah, into the yeah. meditation game. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's meditation with Russell Court, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> or any character you like. We yeah. have Jimmy Uckler, Cal Knight. Does I hear one. corporate dollars. Yeah, it's good. Boys, you're on the laugh on your feeling. Very relaxed. Oh, beautiful feeling. <laughs> so anyway. Um, we we um, he won't mind me saying this. We he put out an email, and it sold out. Now, yeah. not in terms of me, in terms of Uncle Arthur, <laughs> Uncle Arthur. Yeah, um, in terms of this is something that people are interested, really interested in. And wow. it's re- I mean, you go you go to the bookshops now. The top selling books are, I think there's, what is it, the, the, the subtle the, art of not giving a fuck? Fuck, yeah. yep. Jordan Peterson. Um, 12 Steps to Life. Yeah. Um, Eckhart Tolle is not up there, but he has been up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, Power uh, of Now. Power that, of that's where a lot of the episodes That was my first one I ever read. Yeah, fantastic. Is it fair to say that with meditation, though, there's almost, you, you can't really do it wrong? Like that's right. as yeah, long yeah. as you're just f- yep. observing and focusing on one thing, that's kind of the idea, right? Your it's ego like, kicks you have- in and goes, "Oh, this is fucked. Oh, th- I'm not doing it right." First thing you think is, "I'm shit at this," right? Because I'm not. I haven't not got feeling zen. it. I'm not feeling it. Oh, I'm not zen. I'm not. I'm not thoughtless. I'm not floating off into a. You're going. But that's it. You're observing, and you're in between that. No, what? And when you observe it, a little space opens up, and you go, "Oh, okay." So you just note. You just go, right. "Oh, I'm doing that." Now, have you done the class? Yeah, anyway, so we did the class and I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but a couple of people started crying. And one woman said, I cried the whole way home. That's um, interesting. Yeah, because it was just so bad. It was <laughs> so, I was really disappointed. <laughs> she um just let go to what she was hanging oh, on yeah, to. Yeah, amazing. And um uh so then he said, Well, do we want to do it again? And um he sent out an email, and, and I thought, well, because my vibe was it worked okay, but uh, not people didn't hang around and didn't ask that many questions. And he went, no, 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 you didn't notice. It really resonated because it was a safe place to feel okay and it was a safe place just to in- be curious. And not- almost just safe to feel just to be. 
Yeah. Yeah. Be whatever. It is. So that lady who cried, it kind of resonated with me. You just saying that because I reckon my f- the first thirty years, I just was so scared about looking inwards and finding out what's you know why I'm feeling, why I overeat, why I Not drink worthy, too much, why you eat all so those much, things yeah. because it's, it's too painful to yeah. tap into it. Yep. But what I've realized now is that, yes, the initial pain and discomfort is there because we're not used to it. We don't like feeling like shit. But knowing that if you push through it, there's something that there's a catharsis that comes at the end of it. Yep. And that lady might have a sense of that where she's like, I haven't sat down and just done nothing. Yeah. yeah just let it go and just see what comes up. And, and then and all to of be a aware, sudden, just yeah. to be aware with that breath in that moment. Like just being able to let go. Yeah. Because I have that with my children now that if they get really upset, and this is, you know, thanks to our amazing childcare where they, they do meditation with four-year-olds. Now, yeah, yeah. at first I was like, wow. But then now it has changed our family life because if Tao and Minky get upset, we sit down, I really sit down at their level and go, let's just breathe. Yeah, yeah. And it's at first I thought it was so wanky. I couldn't help it. I was like, it's so true. It is just like, but then after a while you see them come down and they think about it yeah, and then they actually great. talk about it and then you move on. So it's not 20 minutes of holding them down going, please don't break yourself and everything in this room. Mm. It's actually focusing on it and watching. And when you watch someone who is so little, let it go so quickly. Mm. If you haven't done that early on and you get to your 50s mm. and you're doing it for the first time, I'm not surprised. Mm. A sea of emotion. Yeah. Just comes flooding out. Because mm. what's interesting with the kids is that they don't. They want to know that they exist. So therefore, if they do that thing where they bash the t- bat, whatever, suddenly they realise they're getting a reaction from you. Yep. So they exist. So they have power. So if I bang it again, you'll react again. But when you go, I'm not reacting to that. I'm just going to. They realise that that's not working. That, that their ego isn't being fed, and you're not reacting from your ego. Yeah, and it's hard. It's so, it's hard. so fucking hard, it's, and that's hard in life because when someone criticises you, it might be valid, mm. but also it's not about the ego side of you. It's about sitting with that, letting letting it go, and then realising what's underneath that. So that's a that's a really great. But anyway, the, so they they said, do you want to? Um, do another class. Do another class, and they all have come back, and we're about to do that next Monday, I think. So I'm right in the middle of, and I'm going. Oh, we've got that thing of like you, you get up performance anxiety. Well, you get up and, <laughs> yeah. and you do five minutes off the top. You sort of yeah. go. Five, Where are you from? Yeah, are you, and, yeah. Was, <laughs> no, I'll just talk about that. I'll talk about that. Bit of groundwork. I got last, and now I'm going. Oh fuck! Now they're going to come back. I've, I've only got five minutes. <laughs> In the same five minutes. I just love the idea you go to all these Buddhist sentences around just trying your first five minutes meditation. Okay, guys, how you going? (laughs) But it'll it'll be just uh, putting them in a safe place. What what benefit did you find uh, for your own self by running the class? Like, did you find new insights? That's that's a very interesting question because it helps you you present what is in your head. Because sometimes what's in your head is rational or irrational, and sometimes it, it's, it makes so much sense. Then to articulate it simply right. is the real. What did Einstein say? If you can't explain something simply, you don't truly understand it. Right, and, and that's the case where you because it's really dangerous because there's so much attachment to the whole ooey gooey, the ritual uh, of yeah, it. the ooey gooey lighting a candle, and, and there's and there's underpinned with some religion connotation and so therefore it's like shit this is big stuff but at its, at its essence it's actually quite small mm-hmm. and 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 sometimes and and the the trick to that is to go right now I'm feeling this but if you just say to yourself 
what am I really feeling? I'm really feeling a little bit threatened. I'm really feeling a little bit scared. I'm really feeling a little bit upset. As opposed to going, oh, fuck, the fucking car in front. I mean, put your indicator on, dickhead. Fuck you. Yeah. Just go, I don't really think he's a dickhead. I mean, I know that sounds very, very... Yeah. But it takes time to be able to even be able to uh, label those emotions, to be able to... Some people don't even know the difference between being angry and resentful. They think it's the one emotion. Yeah. But it's until you take time that you can realise that there is a, a... like hundreds of ways of how you feel is just taking the time to be able to understand it, reflect it, and then sit with it. Yeah, yeah, and it's that space that opens up where you go, even if I don't understand it, there's a little bit of space as opposed to being completely caught in it. And then when it's negative, you go, okay, there's a negative thoughts about the world and about myself. Fuck, the only way I can fix this is because when I have a drink, it feels really good. Or when I gamble, it feels really good when I get that win. Mm. Or when I when overeat. I, it's, overeat. It all comes yeah, down to that all, idea yeah, of going, yeah, what yeah. is acting here? Is it me really hungry? Yeah. yeah. Am I really craving? You get that short hit or you go, people go shopping. They get that hit when they right. find the thing and they get the little burst of um, whatever that drug is. Um, um, uh, dopamine? Dopamine. 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 Yeah. dopamine. And um, so that's there lies the, the challenge because mm-hmm. oh, there's no doubt I enjoy all those things, and I and I we all and I still do. It's not like you've got it yeah. all worked out, but when you can see it in yourself, and then you can see it in a, people around you, not that you become the Almighty, but you go, okay, well, well, he told me to get fucked. Okay, <laughs> right now, right now, I really want to tell him to get fucked back. Okay, mm-hmm. and sometimes you do. Yes, yeah. because you're sometimes you know, yeah. oh, you're without a doubt. that's you're the going, monkey brain that yeah. you know, being yeah, feeling fuck, threatened. You can't tell me to get fucked. Yeah. yeah, you know, and you go, and then you act. Then you often will say and do things you regret. Yeah, like, yes. You didn't use your indicator. Well, I just broke your indicator. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. It, 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 and it's 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 what we're going through all the time. And so the interesting thing you bring about dopamine, I think I mentioned this on the pod a fair while ago, but there was a a study that they did where uh, with slot machines like gambling addicts and they found that the peak dopamine level is just before they pull the lever. It's not even when they win the 10,000 or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're less happy winning the money than they are just before pulling the lever. So almost knowing that, for me, when it comes to overeating, like I was saying to Ben, I ended up eating like, you know, a halal snack back at like 11 o'clock at night. So that's just chips and kebab meat. Like yep. unnecessary. I was not even hungry. Yeah. But I knew that going in, hey, this is all you want. You just want the ritual of doing something fucked yep. tonight because yep. you're stressed about the amount of like whatever it is that I'm going yep. through right now. Mm. So I gave into it, but what I'm trying to do now is when I do give into it, going, hey, that's okay. You yep. you know, that's it doesn't make you weak, doesn't make you a piece of shit. Yeah. It's just your uh wiring that you've conditioned yourself into telling yeah. this is what makes you happy. So, you and, know, and just be okay with that in itself. Like letting go, like letting go seems to be the theme of this yep. chat, is that in yep. variations, it's ultimately being able to be okay with this is what it is for the moment and just go with it. I love it though. The term let it go is for a lot of parents out there quite it's, it's triggering because they're frozen because of and now frozen. frozen 2 is coming up. Let as it well. go. Let it go. Yeah, I'll let yeah, you go. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But I have that thing with like the, that dopamine or that kick. We were talking about it before. It's like I used to be just addicted to McDonald's. And even then, that dip into the drive through when you go up the driveway and then you go into the drive through, mm. just that kick in, that dopamine kicks in going, I'm about to have my hit. Yeah. I'm about to have that fast food. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm about to enjoy that brief moment of escapism as I eat nuggets in the car park. Well, it's interesting you should say that because one of the things that sold it for the people at the gym, and I I didn't want to fuck it round, but I said it's a bit like having a glass of wine in your back pocket. So in other words, when you are standing in that line and the line's taking too long, 
you wouldn't mind just having a little glass of wine to make to take the edge off <laughs> yeah. and to do to have a breath. That's a great analogy. Yeah. So when you say that to some people, they go, "Oh fuck, now I get it." Right. So you know, it's but it's not like, "Hey, let's do a version of getting drunk." It's like you know that little feeling you get when you because alcohol does it makes you let go mm-hmm. and say sometimes regretful things yep. <laughs> or be the playful person that you're too scared to be it makes you you, you get the balance right yeah you get the inhibitions drop away a little bit yeah and it's the same you're letting go so if you can do that standing in a line when you're in when there's a bit of road rage and then it becomes a bit of a game because you become curious and you go because something happened the other night at home and I, like, I won't say what happened but something happened at home yep. and I went okay I'm triggered right now okay but I'm right as in trying to justify yeah. why yeah. You know, you're triggered again. But I'm still right. I'm right because, you know, that shouldn't have happened. Sit with it. And it was really challenging because I, my want to be right was – and then I just bit by bit by bit, it just drifted away. Yeah. Right. So it, it's – And it allows you then when you drift away to then have the opportunity to step in that person's shoes. Exactly. Like that exactly. From, at the moment now, like, you know, like I've got a lot of work on, but when you're one partner and you're solo parenting at home with two kids at yep. two and four, yeah. it takes its toll. Yep. And I'm just like, yeah, but this is the opportunity. Opportunities are rising. I yep. need to make the most of it. But yep. it's like, no, no, no. I need to hold court just for a second and then yep. take a step back. Let it go. Now I can sit in your shoes. And then yep. once you're there, it's just that acknowledgement. Yep. But sometimes so many times when you're wrapped up in your own ego and your own head yep. that you, you can say that you can see it from their perspective, but you can't. You can't. You're just saying it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. You are. You, 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 you play. But even but even faking till you, fake it till you make it is, is, is a step in the right direction. Yeah. I'm going to – but you're right, and that's the battle that goes on, on in your head. You know, why did that person say that? The, the, the validation, the going back and around and around, that's where suffering lives. Yep. And you go, okay, that is – that just happened. As I reflect on it, am I – as I said to a friend of mine today, he's got some anger issues – and I said, are you happy with the way you dealt with that situation? Because something happened and he got really angry. And he went, yes, I am. Yes, I am. Because there, there needs to be people like me who stand up and say what other people are too scared to say. Oh, that classic one. Yeah. Mm. And I went, and that's okay? Yes, it is. Because it's lucky there are people out there like, like me. And I went, you are so coordinate. But I'm yeah. not gonna. And then I would try to ch- I made the mistake of pushing further and he got more angry. Right. So I had to go. Okay, this now you're indulging this, is, and then you, then then we met again a few days later, and I just let go, and we got down to you know, you're okay. And I, I wait. Yeah. When, when, no, no. Yeah. There's but, an element of yeah. also wanting to accept other people for whatever fuckedness they are, and go. Yeah. You know what? Do I still want to be with uh, friends with this person or with yeah. them? But if not, then you need to walk away rather than trying to change them. Yes, as well, that's right. And yeah. sometimes it's exactly. hard. Yeah. Sometimes it's harder yeah. with friends because you've got that history. Yeah. Like you know so much about them, you know their patterns. Yeah. And sometimes it's harder than if you were to have that conversation with like a colleague or someone you don't know that well because you're not that much invested. You can take a step back and look at that yeah. and go, look, this is what I see in front of me, rather than go, I oh, know you're thinking about this because I have that real issue with like older friends and newer friends like I noticed as well when they try to give advice that sometimes it's your newer friends have only known you for a couple of years uh, you know not looking at your past history but just looking at the person that they're seeing in front today yeah and yeah. I find that quite confronting, especially with like, you know, childhood friends where you're like, oh, classic Lomas. I was like, yeah, maybe I did that 10 years ago, but that's not helping the issue that I'm trying to work through now. It's interesting because 
we are. Oh, this is a bit wanky, but we're all going. Th- we're all now. We're experiencing now at the same time. We're all kind of mm. on the same at the same. So your we're the, kids in the same episode. Yes. Yeah. 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 So your kids are doing mindfulness stuff now. They're doing meditation in schools now. So we're all kind of on a similar journey, and and you know, like people go and see a Jordan Peterson speak. They go and see Eckhart Tolle speak. It's there, and it's coming to the surface gently. And people are going, oh, that's bullshit because they don't want to confront it. Um, so it's fantastic. It's a fant- you know, it, 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 you don't want to get too carried away with it. But the, the acknowledgement that I didn't come really intending to speak to this. Mm, no. My, I knew that you talked about um, weight loss and stuff. Is that what we, it, we, we, just health in general. So yeah. mental health, physical yeah, health. Oh, right. yeah. So this and is thought, very uh, much in our hitting zone. This I one. wonder whether they've thought about why people that. And you've, you, you've said that. And, yep. and, and, and you know, and uh, so I. But it's it's actually interesting that it's gone in this direction. Um, so I'm, I'm excited by the fact that, I mean, and I'm overwhelmed by the fact that guys like you, I mean, I would never have had the insight at the age you are now, that the insight you guys have right now is incredible. And, yeah. I, and Thanks, but I, I also yeah. think it's because we are now almost allowed to talk about it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not a, yeah. It's not a weird thing to have three dudes sit around talking about how they process stress. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Whereas yeah. like 10 years ago, to be like, oh, who wants to listen to that shit? Yeah. And okay. then turns out we're all dealing with versions all, of this. We're all fu- – look, it's, we're all – we're cracked. And that's what makes it so interesting and lovable because we're all got our own stuff, shit going on. We're all broken in some way. Yeah. And if you deny that brokenness or – but if you, if you open up and let it – acknowledge it, People go, oh yeah, I was, I was like that. Like I was on a on a piece of gym equipment, and it was. Do you remember which one? It was this one. The pull down, pull down, pull down. and I'm going because the lat pull down. Yeah, yeah. He, it's, it's the gym is a card, and you put your card in, and it knows who you are. It says hi, Glenn, and it sets your weights up for you, and it's a compression. What? What is this? That is. <laughs> That is that Russell coin <laughs> cash. <laughs> I thought cram cash was cool. <laughs> Break it down for a second. You put a card in the machine and it sets the weights for you. Yeah. Okay. It's this, called, I've it's never called her. You can put it in the computer. H U R. Okay. Her. Her. And it, it's about. This is the gym for the above 50? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's probably like in case someone who's over 50 forgets <laughs> what their, their, their workout is. <laughs> Right. It's true. It, it actually, if anything, it would stop injury. It makes sense. It makes it, it, make sense. it counts your reps and, right. it, and it, it tells you where to put the seat and it tells you how to do the And exercise. then when you sta- so stand good. up, it gives you a hug. Well, it does at the end. It says congratulations <laughs> and it gives you a thumbs up. And I wait at the end for the little man to go, and you wait for your little lolly at the end. Anyway, yeah. so I'm doing the lap pull down and I'm going, oh, this is a bit hard. Maybe Jonathan's set it up a little bit. Too heavy for me. <laughs> and I look down at the machine and I'm on zero. Oh, right. I could not have gone lower. <laughs> then someone walked past. Or he walked past oh. and he goes, he, he's six foot four and built. He goes, yeah. that's the hardest machine in the room. That's the machine that gets me. That's the machine that gets everybody. And I went, I'm like oh, everybody else. Yeah. I'm okay. Uh, yeah. So being alone, on, he goes, yeah. being on zero is fine. Yeah. So, but if you're, so if you're meditating and you're going, oh, fuck, I'm doing this shit, and he goes, yeah. Yeah. That's what we all do. Yeah. It's okay. And yeah. You, and I, bit by bit by bit, I've got a little bit better. Um, but it's the same. The more you do something, the more comfortable you feel. And I, 
I sort of have this thing where I go, like I remember when I learned to do, when I first started doing the panel, there was that fear of um, doing it this live television. Will I be found out to be stupid? Will I be entertaining? And that didn't work for me. What worked for me is that when I'd walk from the the dressing room up the stairs, I didn't even know I was doing it, but I used to say quietly to myself, "I'm good at this." Right. And now, now if I've got to visit someone in hospital or I've got to do something that's a little bit scary, I just go, "I'm good at this." Right. And it kind of frees you up, and you just, you just, your shoulders drop a little bit. It's that reaffirmation. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you, part of you doesn't want to believe that you're good at it. Part of you wants to believe that you are all those insecurities that you got, you've got. So when I do that exercise now, that lat pull down, I go, "I'm good at this," right. and I go, "I'm pretty strong." I'm, and rather than going, um, <laughs> I've got 20 more to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it is all that motivational stuff, but it's, but it's all coming from the same from place, a- whether it's meditation or whether it's a lap pull down. It's the, and that's what I try to say in the meditation class, that that's, it's the same thing. Your mind, what is it? Your mind is a good, good servant, not a good master. In other words, given its full reign, it will just it'll be a, yeah right. Yeah, it's just looking. For, I, I like yeah. that idea yeah. of affirmation and stuff, and I think it kind of got hijacked by. Uh, uh, people wanting a quick fix, yeah. you know, just saying, oh, if you just say, oh, I'm going to become a superstar sportsman and not do the work, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's like the secret. But I think there's some truth to what you're saying because for, for someone like me, I need evidence. Like I can't, that's why I don't, I'm not a big religious person because if I don't see the evidence, I can't get behind it. Yep. But if you think hard enough, there's enough evidence in your life to back statements that are affirming to you. So for example, for me, I was running 15K in Sri Lanka and around 7K, I was just done. I didn't mm. want to keep going. So all I just told myself, was like, man, how good is it that you're at 7K? You yeah. can do like 1K. Yeah. But, yeah. And I just kept reminding myself that. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, look how strong your quads yeah. are. Yeah. Jeez, that's good. Like, So it's not me saying, of course you can do 15K. I'm like, I don't know no, if I can. But right. it's just saying right now the truth is you have improved. Yeah. That's a good sign. So yeah. even with you're that guy. spot on. And that then, guy and sent yeah. you at the gym. is like, hey, this is a hard mission. You're like, fuck yeah, it is hard. And yeah. You're, yeah. you're not lying to yourself. No. That's you know, right. You're not yeah. saying that oh, I'm a fucking the world's strongest man. You're like, yeah. no, no. Hey, I'm stronger than I used to be. Yeah. And then and watch you get, win. And then watch you get. Exactly. Tra- yeah. And then watch you get translate to other parts of your life. That's what mm. I find amazing. Quite often it starts with exercise. Uh, or you start reading a book. But I've noticed that as well. It's like with parenting, like you'll have a day where you do not sleep the night before because the kids are sick and you are wrecked. But then, you know, come four o'clock in the afternoon, no one slept the night before. It is witching hour. And then you go, we're doing really well. Yes. We're doing really yeah, well. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. kids have a good lunch. They had a nap. They're taking it easy. They're doing a puzzle. Yeah. We are nailing this. Yeah. And that- if you do not celebrate those wins, you just focus back on the two hours of sleep yep. you had the yeah. night before. Yeah. And then you know you're going to get a good night's sleep. You might not, but the fact that you acknowledge that you're nailing it. Yeah. And this is what my partner and I, we have really put a real effort onto, yeah, I'm doing it with my exercise. Yes, I'm doing it with my yeah. squash. But then when you just do it and go, actually, there's other parts of life. Like, I made a mad chicken soup. We're not eating shit food with our kids. <laughs> They're loving it. Man, Teo is eating snow peas. Sometimes Mara and I look at each other and go, mm. he's fucking eating snow peas. I it's- remember someone, a friend said to another friend, she was going through a tough period, and she said – I think it was depression. And she said, you know, for a start, just do one thing really well. And if that one thing is just wiping down the sink, just wipe down the sink really well and go, I did that really well. That's incredible. You yeah. said that because literally like an hour ago we had another guest in who said almost exactly that idea, that she gets overwhelmed by cleaning, so she starts with the easiest thing to clean. Yeah. So so you ignore, and you just go, I feel quite good about that, as opposed to the opposite of that, yeah. going – 
fuck, this is just overwhelming. Right. So it's just that little little trigger. But you haven't had kids. I I have a stepdaughter. I she got I got her when I was eight. So that is something in itself. You got her when you were eight. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> yeah was, well, things were really it. different when you grew yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just at eight in grade four going, okay, come on, come on, come on. I've got to put your clothes on. Take, take your daughter to work then. She's older than you. <laughs> it's funny you should say that because when I do that sort of thing, I go, they picked me up on that, but how many people haven't picked me up during the day when I say weird shit like that? <laughs> people are so forgiving, aren't they? Um, anyway, yeah, so um, – that is, it's kind of like the the thing that you need to learn, but through you're going on that journey, yeah, and you're working it out. It's it's incredible to learn the to learn wisdom from tolerance. Oh yeah, and yeah. then and also say that again. Sorry, what what do you mean by meaning that? that he can't? He is out of control. Not you're yeah. out oh, you're of control, it, right? Yeah. But he's this is a thing that goes. I don't live by your rules. I challenge you on every level. You're not going to sleep. I'm going to whinge. I'm going to shit. I'm going to actually shit in my pants. Yeah. Mm. And you're going to clean it up. Right? Yeah. So if I walked in here and and, and said, "Hey, okay, guys, um, halfway through the podcast, I've just shat myself. Who's going to Who's going to do me? Who's going to Who's right. going to clean me up? Yeah. And it depends we won't what tolerate. Ca- it depends yeah, yeah. what character you'll do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're out of control. Yeah. And then you're finding not control, but you're finding wisdom through that through that journey. Yeah. And I imagine. Having kids, because I say to Selena sometimes, you're so tolerant. And I go, because she learnt tolerance through bringing up a child, you know. And that period where, and my stepdaughter is about to have a baby and she's about to step wow. into, that, into that realm. So I'm one of my step de facto grandfather. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, uh, so there's going to be a whole new journey of that for her. And, mm. you know, she's really smart and, you know, I'm sure she'll do really well. But obviously she's going to be out of control. Not out yeah. of control. She's going to be out of control. Yeah. yeah, and then and, and, world's going to spin right in front of her, and yeah. she has to just go yeah. with it. Yeah. yeah, but it's so funny because my partner's still uh, and that sense of community, but being able to let go and then meeting like-minded mums oh, who are going so through reassuring. It is phenomenal, and you see it like you go think, how the hell do generations yeah, do yeah. it without technology? Yeah. That it's just you and a book. Like my mum talks about coming migrating over here with no help yeah. whatsoever, yeah. and yeah. and my still is on like Facebook groups where it's just mums and bubs, and she goes the support and network. And just being able to share that and go, I am going through hell, but this helped, this helped, and yeah. thank you for your support. Yeah. And I've noticed that with even with dads, like I started a bit of a dad group going to the zoo. Fantastic. And, mm. and and you just know that when you're there and you're like, I'm struggling with my partner with this, and then before you know it, you've got three dads, three kids laughing at a bear that's shitting itself. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you just have those reflections. You're like, oh, we're doing really well, yeah, and you yeah. stop there and you move on. It yeah. is it yeah. is that combination of like gratitude, but also not ignoring. Like I think if we anything we've touched on, it's almost everything is corroborated because even at the end we we're talking about affirmations. They're saying I'm mm. good at this. Like that is a great example of when the ego does kick in and needs to be there. Like it's yeah. not about completely removing it, just knowing when to bring it when you need it, yep. and when it's of service to you. Yep. But when it stops being serving, like po- making positive things or making you go, yeah, that fuck that person for treating you like that. Yeah. You deserve better. It's like no, 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 no. Hey, just chill the fuck out. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. don't know what day they're ever having. Yeah, and, yeah, try, yeah. and trying to, and and also, you, you know, like whatever pressures they're feeling and whatever pressures you're feeling. Like if you can even let go and understand their pressure, yep. then yep. You, you go. Because oh. I had it last week where it was J week at the kindergarten and Which it was J-week? joke week. It was joke week at the kindergarten, and my daughter goes, "Well, daddy." Can we write a joke book together? 
Now, I have done every gig under the sun, but I have never felt more nervous than writing a joke book and performing it in front of the kindergarten where my daughter is there. It was, you should have seen the sweats. And Dave Thornton. It's weird to hear a five-year-old go about coffee. (laughs) Coffee culture. But the first thing is, as soon as I read out the first joke, Minky yells out the punchline before. And I was like, I can't go turn around and go, I remember my first beard. Now, where are you from? (laughs) (laughs) And Dave Thornton was there as well. No, Dave. Dave was driving his kid off in the other room. So oh, I was going to say, that's the pressure on you. Yeah, like, two yeah. comics and their kids, like, which kid's funnier? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, and then Minga just wanted to get to the real rude jokes because she knew they would hit. And it was just so, like, the pressure that I built up. And once I let go and Minka was on board, it was one of the funnest experiences. One of the best gigs I've ever had. But you, you can see that the expectation would, understandably, because yeah. na- you're not being dad talking about, you're not being dad talking about f- that we should eat fruit every day. Your dad doing what he does for money to put (laughs) food on the table. And if you don't can't make these people laugh, what is going on? (laughs) And my daughter's going to go, that's my dad, and he's not funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That gets through every defence. There's nothing. I am so open. Yep. Like, and, yeah. What a beautiful moment for you to actually let go. Oh, uh, it was it was one of the greatest. And then to finish off the closer that Minga and I both decided on and brought the house down. Like, oh, really? she's still oh, talking yeah. about it. And we wrote yeah. it together, which yeah. is so silly. It's yeah. what is brown, uh, smelly, and lives behind the wall. Dilruk Jai Singer. <laughs> Uh, Humpty Dumpty's poo. Just Yay! know that they're right there. We're out, We're out, people. You've been a great audience. I'll see you in the cafeteria. Uh, it's so good. Beautiful. Mate, this has been incredible. Thank you well, genuinely uh, so much, A, for I, taking the time. I know it's, it's, it's a, it's it's a not that big busy. deal in itself. <laughs> <laughs> the phone's not ringing. <laughs> you replied to my text very quickly. <laughs> no, I wait. To give it a, a, a bit more distance, otherwise I, I, I'll be going, if I come straight back straight away, he's going to know that. <laughs> so I'll, go, I'll have a cup of coffee, then I'll go back. And, well, it's no, I, I picked a day that you were doing Have You Been Paying Attention. <laughs> so I knew that. We, I'm like, oh, okay. He feels you, you know what's interesting <laughs> is before we go, we didn't even get through half of what we wanted right, to get through because I spoke to Dave O'Neill last night from Copenhagen. I said, hey. Oh, really? So I said, hey, look, oh, yeah, I've got a couple of things. Is there anything else I can bring up? We haven't even, we haven't even covered half of it. Oh. So I'll have to get you back. Oh, I'd love to come back. And, uh, and, and, and can I say, um, um, I hope it w- worked for you. Um, uh, I've really enjoyed it. It's oh, it. Mate, it's yeah, because I didn't intend to talk about this stuff, and I'll find it hard sometimes to articulate it, and mm. I don't want to come across as some sort of, I've read a book, therefore I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I've read quite a few. Well, I, I did know <laughs> you were teaching meditation. So. Well, I'm not really, uh, but I am, I am venture, uh, I have I think it's played great. with that, but no more than your passing on good stuff through your podcast. I think that's what it is. I think ultimately one of the reasons our listeners do enjoy these chats is because they know we're not necessarily like, oh, here's the guru who knows exactly. It's like, oh, yeah, that – that is so simplistic. Yeah. yeah. It makes yeah. sense to me now. Yeah. Like, I don't need to know yeah. why this works, but if it, it, you know what I mean? Even you saying yeah. about talking about that idea of just sitting with something and yeah. just observing it, that sounds so basic, but it's incredibly be cu- powerful. Be curious about it. Yeah. yeah. Where do you feel it? How do you feel it? And it's just, it's just a feeling and it's just a thought. What's Ron Das say that most of life's obstacles are just thoughts? Yeah. And, and it, it really is. It's like, you know, you catastrophize based on some thin evidence and then you go, shit, how do I feel? I feel pretty shit out and, and I think you summed up, you can't be wrong about that. No. You, that, that's yeah. the thing. You can't bet yourself. You're not wrong about it. You sit there and you feel it. Yep. 
Yes. Yeah. But having said all of that, we're all still victim of it as we go along the, on the journey. <laughs> it doesn't matter who you are. You're going, have you got it worked out? No fucking way. Mm. I'm, still, I'm still challenged by it. But hopefully you can, you can by admitting to the, your foibles, that you help others. Yeah. yeah. And you're being okay with that in itself is a win. Yeah. You know, being yeah. okay with yeah. playing flight. I'm a work in progress and yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Hey, thank you so much, Glenn. I'm yeah. assuming uh, there's nothing to plug. <laughs> <laughs> Just the podcast with Dave O'Neill, which oh, yes. is somehow related, which I, I love doing. That. Yeah, yeah. Have a lot of for example, one of the topics that you did was trying to connect. You're trying to connect what seemingly seem to be unconnected topics. Yeah, yeah. And so which was it? You're gone. Fanta. Fanta is my and Nazis. Nazis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a great one. So you just um, yeah, you go on the journey with us, and and yeah. we sometimes get it right, and we sometimes get it wrong, and we, it takes us into areas that we wouldn't. And I recommend before listening to it, when you do listen to what the two topics are, just pause it for a second and try and have a stab in the. Yeah. Dark. Yourself, yeah, and then listen that's to a it. Good point, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sweet guys. Uh, well, thank you, everyone. Uh, my uh, Chris, quickly, I'll be in Edinburgh probably when this is coming out. So come and check me out. The show's called Cheat Days at the Gilded Balloon. Uh, otherwise, on Instagram at Derek J and Twitter and all that stuff. And I'll probably be doing a tour of all the kindergartens in Melbourne <laughs> <laughs> with my sweet new show with my daughter. Um, uh, but I've been Ben Lyons at Coming on Instagram, and again, uh, please keep uh, uh, you know sharing the podcast. I think this is one that'll definitely be shared around, uh, and yeah. we can't thank you enough for coming on. Thank you, Glenn Robbins. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.